It is 44 minutes of horror and depravity. A video that's strung together by the Israeli Defense Forces uh, taken from Hamas cell phones, um, Hamas body cams, social media posts by Hamas of the systematic murder of 1,200 Israelis. And, uh, but they don't call them Israelis in this video. They call them dogs or Jews or other pejoratives. Um, but it laid bare the lie that these are somehow people fighting back against their oppressors. It was a, it was a terrorist act, pure and simple. And among those that watched this video uh, last night uh, was Nolan Finley, editorial page editor for the Detroit News, who writes about it. Uh, starkly and candidly this morning. Nolan, good morning. Good morning, Guy. I hope you slept better than I did last night. I, I, I didn't, and I'm still on edge this morning, quite frankly. I uh, I got to tell you, I mean, I was prepared for the, the human toll and the suffering that we were going to see. I wasn't prepared to see a bunch of thugs act like revelers at a rave, which is what these Hamas fighters behaved like their joy their exuberance their bloodlust yeah that's what struck me even more than the brutality was the joy they took in the work the pride in what they were doing we heard a recording of one young man calling his parents and saying i just killed 10 jews with my bare hands your son is a hero kill 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 i mean it was like he was calling to say i just scored the winning basket in my basketball game or the winning goal in my soccer game. Yeah. Uh, they were so happy with what they were doing. I mean, this was the most godless thing I've ever seen. And all the while they're screaming praise to, to Allah. And, you know, I just got to believe that as Israel has moved through Gaza, uh, eliminating these, these, the people who, who did this, that they're just uh, busting the gates of hell wide open. Um, Nolan, it's sad that this video has to be shown, and it has been shown. It's been shown to Congress. You guys saw yeah, it yesterday. It's been going all over. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's necessary. I think, Jamie, it's, uh, I mean, because what what has happened since October 7th is this narrative that, as Guy described, that this was some sort of uh, – uh, pushback against the oppressors. This was their bunker hill, if you will. And it, it, it was not. This is just pure hatred. And it explains why Israel is doing what, what they're doing. They have to destroy this. If they don't eliminate Hamas, they're going to be right back here over and over again. Because the level of hatred we saw in those videos and the expressions of absolute hate from the perpetrators that's not going away. I mean, that is bred into them over generations. And I, I, th I think it has to be destroyed. And, you know, it is, it is unfortunate, the destruction of, uh, that's going on in the Gaza. But we can't pretend any longer after seeing that film that the Palestinian people aren't complicit. These, you saw these bodies being brought back into villages and the people stomping on them and spitting on them cheering and dancing with the killers you heard you heard one commander say uh bring the body uh to the village so the people can play with it uh it's just horrible horrible stuff and it couldn't happen if without the support of the people
Well, and that's important to point out. And there is data supporting this. The Arab world yeah. for research and development, which tries to promote investment in Gaza and the West Bank, uh, did a survey between October 31st and November 7th. And why this hasn't gotten more attention, I don't know. But they had 59% of the residents of Gaza and, and the West Bank that they surveyed said they strongly support, strongly support what happened on October 7th. When you add in those that support it to some degree, it comes out that three quarters of the residents right. of Gaza and the West Bank supported this. Now, I don't know if they saw or understood what we saw, but if they were in Main Street when these bodies were paraded around, and, and that's, that was the other thing that I wasn't prepared for, was the desecration. Yes. Yes. Again, it was just, you know, godless. I just, uh, uh, the, the old best word I can can describe. And, of course, they were aware of what's going on. Um, these phone calls and videos were were going back, back home. I mean, this tape was taken in large part from cell phones and body cam cameras of the people committing the atrocities, sending it back to their families and friends uh, in Gaza. Uh, they, they were celebrating this this massacre. I mean, it is unbelievable and unconscionable. But the Israelis saw it too. The Israelis saw it firsthand and they saw these these tapes and they've they've heard the accounts and that's why they are not going to be deterred in what they're doing and you know the folks over here keep calling for a ceasefire you know save your breath you want to help uh call to disarm and disband and destroy hamas because that's the only way it's going to end and it can't end without that or we're going to be right back here again and again uh, Nolan, just switching gears briefly, we're at the end of the time here, sort of, but your op-ed mm-hmm. that uh, Nikki Haley should maybe be the no-labels ticket. I think she be, should be on somebody's ticket in November. Of all the candidates we've seen uh, making their case for the presidency so far, I think she's head and shoulders above the group. Uh, I think she could do what give this country what it needs. I think she would be a stable uh, pragmatic leader, and I think she could unite the people. And after seven years of what we've been through, and who knows what's ahead over the next year, uh, I think people are going to be begging for stability. Could she alienate Republicans, though, if she sort of leaves the party and goes to no labels? I mean, uh, there are there are a number of Republicans who are already alienated, people who have supported the Republican Party over the years, like myself, who can't vote for their presidential candidate. I'd be looking for somebody somewhere to put mm-hmm. my, my vote. Are you worried that it would give a victory to Donald Trump by splitting the vote on the right? You know, I don't think so. I think no labels. And, you know, by the way, they're going to be at the Econ Club on Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. Caitlin Buss, my colleague, is moderating that. But I believe that uh, they'll steal, they'll take more votes away from from. Republicans and for Donald Trump because there's so many of us looking uh, for an alternative. We can't vote for Trump or Biden. I think uh, you rarely hear Democrats say, oh, I just can't vote for Joe Biden. But you sure hear a lot of Republicans say, I just can't vote for Donald Trump. And I think that's where the the uh, if anybody if this race is spoiled for anyone, anyone, I think it'll spoil the race for Donald Trump. I, I think it'll take his supporter or the hold your nose and vote Republican voters away. 
Nolan, thanks uh, for being there last night and 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 for inviting me and and, and inviting me and bearing witness uh, to that film. And thanks for your writing today. We encourage people to read Nolan's column today. And uh, in the meantime, thanks for being with us this morning and have a have a good week, Nolan. Anytime. Sleep better. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to do that. Thank you.